Okatov, today's stuff is stuff Kuf Beis in Babakama, as we learn for Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael and Sunnah Tzar and for Tamar Chanabas Frida, which we'll say again tomorrow for Shlema. <coughs> now, uh, write down halfway down the page. Rabbi Yudomir Mashvach. So Misha said that if you if you uh, commission somebody uh, dyer to make uh, to color your garment red and he did it black or black and he did it red, so Mayor said it's like a goslin. And he's Conan, and he just pays back for the wool. He acquires it. The dyer acquires it just like as if he stole it, and he pays back for the wool. Because uh, she knew he's Conan. And even though this is in the Goslin, Rameyer says the same thing applies. Rebutus says, no, doesn't apply at all. Rather, the um, person who changed the deal over here, what did he do? He didn't do what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to color it red. He colored it black or black red. He has the, he has the disadvantage. He doesn't get, he gets either lesser of his expenses or the lesser of the improvement. He gets, he gets this, he doesn't get a choice. He gets the lesser of them or the lesser of his fee, whichever is lower. Now the Gemara brings down the following thing. Rabbi Yosef was sitting behind Rababa. Sounds like, you know, I think it was back to him. He was sitting behind him and Kamej Ravuna, and they were both in front of Ravuna. And as Rababa was in front of Ravuna, and he was listening to Rapuna's lecture. And Rabbi Yosef was sitting, so to speak, like behind, behind, you know, the other way. Yosef would have come and he was sitting. Rabbi Yosef said two things. We don't know yet what he's talking about. In what sense? Who was Rabbi Yosef? He was Rabbi Kiva's son, right? Rabbi Kiva was bald, so he called himself, they called him Kareach or Karcha. Rabbi Yosef. He said, so Rapuna said, Okay, now we don't know which, which obviously we're talking about our Rabbi Yehuda and our Mishnah, but what's Rabbi Shubin Karcha? Uh, but the, what is that? We don't know yet. But I do know Rabbi Yosef, now Rabbi Yosef, who overheard this, turned around and he said, Omar, I don't get it. I understand why he had to tell me Rabbi Shubin Karcha, as we'll see the case in a minute. We haven't seen it yet. I think I might think that since Rabbi Shubin Karcha argues with, more, with the plural of people, and the rule is if one person uh, argues with two or more, you usually go like, that's the rule of thumb as you go by the Rabbim, Kamash Malach Yochit. Now, Kamash Malach is like a Yochit. In other words, I understand why Rafun had to tell us this is an exception to the rule, right? The exception always makes the rule uh, that normally Yochit Rabbim Malach Rabbim. And here, the Loch is like Yochit, like Rabbim Karcha. I understand why Rafun had to say that. What's what's the case of Rabbim Karcha? Mai, what's the case of Rabbim Karcha? Omer, you know, we learned in the beginning of Avodazar, you remember that you're not supposed to do business with over the Avodazar right before their chai. Because if they make a profit on you, they're going to go and they're going to thank their God and you cause them to pray, so to speak, to their God. Well, the same way, the Chacham say over there, if he owes you money or you owe him money, don't settle the deal before their chai because they'll go thank their God, either for receiving the money if you're paying him or if you're even, uh, if he's paying you, he's happy to pay off the uh, loan, you know, tear up the uh, mortgage, as they say. So, the Chacham say, don't do any business with them before their Chai. Rabbi Shubman Kachas disagrees. He says, if it's a loan, an IOU, a, a written document, a proper uh, loan, then they don't pay with them because uh, wait till after the Chag, otherwise they're going to go thank their guy. But let's say it's an outstanding loan that you have no paper on. It's simply an oral agreement. Now, the guy's willing to pay you, take the money. Maybe when you'll want the money later on after the Chag, you know, Moshe Zichmach, as they say, you know, go look for him. You're not going to find him. It's like saying, so he's 
is, you know, if it's a milba pen from from you can get paid even for the chag. They should come out some it's like saving the money. You know, you don't know if you're going to get paid. If you have nothing on him, it's just a word of mouth. He may deny it. So Bishuk Magacha says there, you know what? Even before their chag, if it's an if it's a oral loan, you can collect that. Okay. So Ravuna says You might think the loch is like the chacham because they, they disagree with him, and it's Yachad Barab Malach Barabim. Kamashmon, this is an exceptional case. Alach Rabbiuda, Alach Rabbiuda is our Rabbiuda in our case, where Rabbiuda said that what if the dyer uh, uh, didn't follow the instructions and he made it red instead of black or black instead of red, that he has the lower hand, meaning he has the disadvantage. He can either get the lower of his fee, the lower of the improvement, either whatever's lower, his fee, the improvement, or his expenses. You give him the lesser amount. What do I need it for? It's a machlokis in our Gemara. And afterwards, it's a stam. The rule is, if there's if the, the same machlokis is brought down twice in Shas. If it's machlokis brought down first, and later on it's brought down as an anonymous mission, meaning one opinion only. So the halacha is like the stam. In other words, there was first a discussion about it, the yeshiva. And later on, they decided that this is the halacha. So why did Rapuni have to tell me? I understand Rabbi had to tell, had to tell me the case of the Bodhazara. That because they're Yachad Barabim, Halachah Karabim, Kamash Mon, this is an exception. And Lachlik Mishim Makach, even though he's a Yachad. But over here, why do you have to tell me that Lachlik like Behuda in our Mishnah? Why do you have to tell me that? It's a Machlokas Vachastamu. Machlokas Vachastamu, Lachlokastam. The Lach is always like a Stam. If there's a Machlokas first and later on it's a Stam, it's a Stam. Machlokas Babakama. The Machlokas here is an Arab Babakama. The Gemara we had the other day on what? Kuf Amid Beis, on Shabbos Azdab. This is the Machlokas between Rabbiuda and the Chacham and the Mayor. Right and and Litzbolo Adam Shoch. He quotes it now. He commissioned him to uh, dye it red. He dyed it black. Shapa Mitzvah Adam. Rameyor Menoslon's made similar. Says you pay for the uh, you pay for the uh, tzemer. Right, you pay the tzemer because it's like he stole it. Meaning uh, one, it's uh, he acquired it by changing. That's Rameyor Shita. Rabbi Yudamer, no, uh, he doesn't acquire it. Uh, he gets the, he doesn't the the uh, dyer doesn't keep it, but he gets paid the lower of uh, either. His expenses or the improvement. If the shvach is more, you give him only the expenses. You see, you say, oh, shvach, no, no, shvach. Give him the lesser. And of course, if his fee was, he was even less, you gave him just the fee. Why give him any more than that? This stam b'mamitzia later on b'mamitzia, which follows b'babakama. Uh, there is a stam mission that Tanan called a mishana yado al tafton. Listen, whoever changes the deal, right? Whoever changes the deal, meaning whoever whoever doesn't follow the instructions, like this case here. Instead of dying it red, he dyed it blue, black, or whatever. Uh, whoever retracts on a deal also yada So there's a stam there. So why did Rafuna tell me It's a machlokas here, and it's a stam later on. Rafuna, what was so why did Rafuna talk to tell us that It's no, he had to tell me Why is that? is if you know first there's a machlokas and there's a stam, so you pass like the stam. But how do you know what the order is? Maybe there's no say to the mission. Maybe the later mission was really learned first. The stam and it's a stam and you wouldn't know what the is. But Yosef, if that's the case, they may say to the Mishnah. Every time, every time you say it's a stam why say why say it's a stam Maybe there's no order in the Mishnah, and the and the stam was first, and the machlokas was later. Rafuna says no. Kilo, I mean, an ain't seder mishnah. When don't we say ain't seder mishnah b'chada masechta? In one masechet within the same masechet, there we don't say ain't seder mishnah, but there is a seder to the mishnah. 
In other words, Rav Huna says, yeah, they ain't seder this that we say that it's machlokach hastam, and we don't say ain't seder lemishnah, but whether we say there is a seder to the mishnah, and it's it's in the same mesechta, but over here it's two different mesechtas, one's babakam, one's bamatsiya. So between babakam, bamatsiya, you're going to say the next next line. I know, I know what you're going to say, right? Between sechtas, we say ain't seder lemishnah. That's why Rav Huna had to say the halach is like Rav Yehuda because it's not clear that it's a machlokas vachach stam because machlokas in babakama and the stam is in bamatsiya, and therefore ain't seder lemishnah. Rav Yosef, who said, what did you have to tell me this for? It's a machlokas v'achakach stam. You don't have to tell me Of course it's lachas because the stam mishnah in Babatziah is Rav Yudah and it's a machlokas v'achakach stam. Ah, you'll tell me it's two different mesechtas and between two different mesechtas there is no order? Rav Yosef, kulun mazikin, kachana mesechti. All of mazikin, babakam, babatziah, which is, each one of them has 10 prakam. This, this has 10 prakam, then 30 prakam total. It was originally mesechtas mazikin, they split it up into three. It's one Masechta, and therefore there is an order. Right? So Rabbi Yosef maintained there is an order here. In Baba Kama, the Sibas is all one Masechta. There is an order, and therefore it's a Machlok Vachastam, and therefore it's obvious that Machlok Vachastam, what do you have to tell me this for? But Rav Huna held, no, that it's like three separate Masechtas, and therefore there's no order between them, and therefore it could have been that it's a Stam Vachastam, therefore he had to tell me the Lachas Vachastam. The boy saying, well, I'll tell you the reason it could very well be that uh, there is no order to the Mishnah. Right? It could very well be that there is no order. But I'll tell you why, and 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 uh, and uh, uh, I'll tell you why we know that um, uh, that, that why did he have to tell me that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, right? Like Rabbi Yehuda, why? Mishum diktani because it was it was listed by a definite halacha. There is no machlokas about that. If you retract on the deal, you have the you're at the disadvantage. I'll explain what that case is. But since that case, there's no machlokas about, so it's a it's a it's a definite halacha. And since this machlokas between Rabbi Yudah and Rameir was listed right next to that one of that's how we know that that's definitely the halacha. So whatever the order is, even even if you say that what that it's a um, that it's a stam vachkach machlokes, right? That it's a stam machlokes. Why? Because there's no order to the Mishnah. Or even if it even if you say there is an order, but in this case maybe it's uh, we don't know, right? We don't know. So you can tell, tell you the reason is is that in other words he had a stronger reason for it. The stam is vada iker. Even if you say that maybe it's a stam vachkach machlokes because we don't know what the order is. And that's that's what his point is uh, that it's like one big you know how do I know that this is the uh, rule because it's listed right next to that is a case like this Marvin says in Bamatsiya, a seller and a buyer the seller sells him a piece of land for a thousand dollars and he get put down two hundred dollars the the buyer gave him two hundred dollars so far now the buyer goes back on the deal he doesn't want to he doesn't want to pay the other eight hundred so it's up to the mocha the mocha could either give him his two hundred dollars back. Or he can give him a piece of land worth two hundred dollars, right? It's up to the mocher. If the other way, I would say the mocher retracted after he got two hundred dollars. I don't want to go ahead with the deal anymore. Then it's up to the lokeach. The lokeach could say, "I either want my two hundred dollars back, or I want a piece of land equivalent." In other words, whoever goes back on the deal has the disadvantage. He has the, what we call the lower hand. I know some mostly shlucha. Now we're going to get into a more of a complicated, a little bit complicated case. A man has an agent, a shliach, and he gives him money. 
uh, to buy merchandise and they'll say, we'll go 50-50. Here's some money. Here's $1,000. Go buy some merchandise and work, sell it. It's my money. You're playing with my money. So you have a, for your effort, you'll get 50% and I'll get 50% because I'm putting in the money. That's usually what they have a when people are partners. One person is putting in the expertise and the effort. The other guy is putting the money. And then when they fight a week or two later, they go to court, you know, you know, whatever, when it blows up, you know what happens. Okay. So he gave his agent, gave the Shliach $1,000 to buy some wheat. And he bought barley instead. He changed the instructions. Again, this is what's related to our case where you, you know, you, you were told to do one thing, he did something else, right? Or or you told him to buy barley, he bought wheat. Tanis, one Bryce says, in Pichso, Pichso, Lo, you know what? The shliach didn't follow the instructions of the owner, excuse me, right, of the, the uh, we'll call him the investor, the balabayas. Therefore, he effectively has stolen it. And if he loses money now on the deal, $1,000, he bought the wrong thing, and he loses money, he, it's his loss. He's got to give the guy back $1,000. If he gains, it's also his gain. In other words, effectively, we're saying is that he took the $1,000, he's got to return the $1,000. He bought the wrong thing with it. If he made money, that's his advantage. If he lost money, he lost money. It sounds like we're mayor, right? That you made a change, you get to keep it. Yeah. Pardon? They're not shut. There, there are effectively shutfin. Well, well, the intention was that they would be shutfin, but not that they put in the money. The deal was the deal was that it's my money and we'll split the profits. We'll split the profits. So that's, but the shliach was acting as an agent, but now he didn't listen to the instructions of his balabayan. So the first price says, you know what? Deals off, so to speak. You know, I gave you money to do this. You didn't follow the instructions. I want my money back. And whatever you did, you lost, it's your loss, your gain. Whatever you do with the thing that you bought. That's the first price. But Tony Khan, another price said, in if there's a loss, the agent, the shliach, has to take the loss, meaning he's got to pay back $1,000 to the owner. But if he made money, they split it. goes in the middle, they split it. Now, Amr Abi Yochanan said, how do you resolve these two prices? Amr Abi very simple. Okasha, ha Rameh, ha The first one goes like Rameh, who says when you didn't follow the instructions, you painted it blue instead of red, or red instead of blue or black or whatever. You keep it now. Just give me back my wool. You owe, you owe me the thousand dollars back. You owe me the wool back. It's yours now. Ha Rameh, ha And the other one goes like Rameh, says, no. You change the instructions. Uh, yeah, you, you get the disadvantage, but I'm still it's still mine. You, you didn't acquire it now. Again, you made a change in it. You acquired it. You changed the instructions. It's yours now. I want my money back. He goes, oh, Shinui. And it's not, not, we're not talking about a Gaza. We're talking about an agent over here or, or a person who's commissioned to do something. He says, Shinui ain't a doesn't He doesn't acquire it. Okay, but how the question, how do you know? How do you know that one's Rame and one's Rebuta? Maybe they're both Rameyer. Where did Rameyer say that if you made a change in it, it's yours, I don't want it back anymore, something that's for myself. I have a woolen, I have a, I have some wool over here. I'd like it black. I don't want a red one. You painted a red, it's yours now. I, it's on me. You give me back my wool, right? There, when you made it for some, or I gave you some wood and I wanted a desk and you made a table out of it. Or you made a chair out of it for my own purposes. I don't want it. It's yours, right? You, you made a change. You keep it. But over here, he gave him the money to make money. He cares about barley or wheat. He gave him some money to, to, uh, to do business. So what does he care? A little armor there, he says, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe the owner who gave him the money says, oh, okay, he bought the wrong thing, fine. I want to make money anyway. What's the difference?
difference. Maybe there, maybe your mayor's not. Doesn't say over there that the guy who made the change acquires it now, and any loss or gain is his only. Maybe he didn't say that. Elomer of Lezer of our mayor. Both cases are a mayor. If he told them buy wheat because I want to eat the wheat, I want wheat. I don't want barley. Barley's for animals. I want wheat or for chulin and stuff like that. People eat that stuff, right? I want wheat. I want nice, good bread, right? If he bought it for food, oh, he bought it for food and you made a change, you made a change and I don't want anything. I don't want it back. But if he bought it for doing business, he doesn't care so much. So, okay, yeah, you don't say, oh, you, you, you bought the wrong thing. It's yours now. I, I want my money back. No, uh, he doesn't care as long as the guy can make money with it. He doesn't care that much. So maybe they both go like Rabbi Meir. That's, that's what Rabbi Lezer says. Now, Rabbi Yochanan though, didn't say that, right? What did we say? I'm Rabbi Yochanan. And the fifth line on this page, Rabbi Yochanan said, no, one goes like Rabbi Meir, one goes like Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Meir is the one who says what? That if you made a change, it's yours. You know, you bought it. It's yours now. Any gain or, or loss is yours. I want my money back. And the other one who says, well, if there's a loss, then the shliach has to get it. But if there's a gain, you split it. Now, the problem with, with Rebuta, with us now is, is that the way Rabbi Yochanan interprets Rebuta, Rebuta holds that Shinu is not Konam. Right? That the fact that he made a change does not mean that it's that's the agents, it's the shliachs now. It still belongs to the owner, right? But he so he gets to split the profits, but not the losses. Okay. So Makla Marava and Eretz Yisrael, they laughed at Rabbi Yochanan, or Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan. They asked him, In other words, what's going on over here? If you say, listen to me carefully, if you say, like Rabbi Lazar, who says both go according to a mayor, who says what? That she needs Kona. She needs Kona when you didn't follow the Valvice's instructions. He wanted to buy it for food and you didn't do it. So it's yours now. You, it's, you, you acquired it. If it's for business, okay, then he doesn't mind. Just do some business with it. Okay. So in the case of business, the shliach is still doing uh, doing work for the owner, right? Doing work for the owner. But if he if it's for food, he's not working for the owner. So he acquired it on his own. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says what? The second price, which says that if there's a loss, then the shliach has to bear the loss. But if there's a gain, they split it. So what does that mean? They split it. If if Shinu is not Kona, that means it still belongs to the to the original guy. But if he didn't follow the instructions of the owner, he's not follow. He's not uh, the the agent bought the wrong thing. He didn't do his shlichas. If he didn't do his shlichas, how does the owner who gave him the money acquire the, the, the acquire the uh, the barley? Let's say to split the profits. He didn't acquire it. Take a look, right? He's, again, Umar says. How did, how did, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the way Rabbi Yochanan interprets him, how did the owner acquire it? See, if the shliach did it on behalf of the owner, and he says, go buy $1,000 worth of barley or wheat, whatever. Okay, he followed his instructions. He followed his instructions. He's doing it for the owner. But if he didn't follow his instructions, and you say, Shini is not Kona, so how does how does the owner acquire it? Take a look at Rashi when the lines get narrow. Mio Dio, the second line there. How do you know that he said that the uh, owner of the uh, wheat who sold it to him, the seller of the wheat, sold it to the to the guy with a thousand dollars to the balabais? That he's happy with anything, happy with anything that he sold. He's not changing because originally the balabais covered because the owner is the owner who gave him the thousand dollars is happy with everybody. Okay, I wanted to buy wheat, but he bought barley as long as he can make money. I don't care. But Connie Balamos, 
and the guy who gave the money, the thousand dollars, Maslaschar is fine. He he's a partner, like you say, in the in the uh, stuff that he owns it. They they split it. They split the profits both ways. Rabbi Yochan says he changed the instructions, but the law of shliachas, it's not. So he's not a shliach. If he changed the instructions, in other words, I gave you a thousand dollars to buy wheat, and you bought barley, so you're not my shliach anymore. You didn't do the right thing. It's not kona. So why the the right? How, how could he how could he uh, give it to him how, who did the owner who sold it how did he give it to this uh, to this other guy the guy didn't do a shlichas hello kanino balmos meolam how how does the uh, owner the guy with thousands how does he split the profits he never acquired it because the guy who bought it didn't do a shlichas so how did he get it he didn't he didn't acquire it out. see the guy who gave him the money the shliach okay so he has the money so the the owner, the seller of the wheat, sold it to this guy, to the to the shliach. But how did the mishaleach, the guy who sent thousand dollars, how did he acquire it? The other guy wasn't doing his shlichas. So according to him, it didn't make much sense. According to him, the way Rebbe Lezer interprets it, that they're both according to a mayor. But in one case, where he bought it to eat, so he didn't follow his shlichas, and therefore it's totally the shliach. The shliach has to pay him back a thousand dollars, and any loss or gain is the shliach. And in the case where um, where he bought it for business. He didn't mind him. So, so the shliach is doing the mishaleach's bidding. Shliach shalom kamosta, right? If it's not less you're doing an avera, if I send somebody to Makadish Nisha, he can act on my behalf. If I sell, tell him to buy something, me, he can act on my behalf. But here, so, so you can according to a mayor, he did, he did act on his behalf. For business, he did act on his behalf. But according to the way Rabbi Yochum explains that according to that it's according to Yudah, he didn't follow his instructions. So he's not my shliach. So how did I acquire it? So what do you mean? So even if he even if he told him to buy chitin and he bought chitin, how does the seller give it to the to the mashaleach? That's not a kasha shani chitin. Chitin the shlichas of He's doing a shlichas. If I send somebody to buy wheat for me, I give him a thousand dollars, and the guy acts on my behalf. Even if the the seller does not know who he's acting on whose behalf, but he's doing my shlichas. That's okay. And he's like the Balvai. So if I send somebody to do something, it's like he's doing it. It's like I'm doing it. How do we see this? If a person gives all his assets to the base, or he gives his value, you know, the value the Torah says, if you're uh, whatever, between 20 and 50, it's uh, 60 shekels, you know, a certain amount for everybody, depending on their gender and their age. And when he gives all his assets to the base of Mikdash, he doesn't own his family's assets, not his wife's garments, not his children's or any uh, dyed garments that were dyed for them. And even if he just bought them new shoes recently, uh, he can't give them. Well, how do you know? How, how do you say yeah, that he gives all his assets, the assets of his children, his wife and children don't, aren't included? How do you know? How did his wife acquire her uh, dyed garments? Or how did the children get it? Did he let the dyer know that it's for his wife or it's for his children? Who told the dyer sheet that he should give it over, that he should uh, give it an acquisition uh, to the wife or to the children? He's doing the shlichas of, uh, he's doing the shlichas for his family. So where he followed his instructions, he said, buy wheat and he bought wheat. Okay, so he followed his instructions. The, the, the seller doesn't have to know who it was for. He follows instructions. In other words, 
in a case where a man sends somebody to Makadash and Ishish, obviously he should send Makadash you for like Eliezer, Eliezer the Evid told him, I'm making, I'm marrying you, uh, marrying Rivka off to my, uh, to my uh, master Yitzchak, right? You have to tell him. But in a case like this, where he sent him to devise something for him, he, he doesn't have to tell him. Amr Baba, that's not a kasha. Lo, that's not a proof from there. Why? Lo, that's different. That's not because the children, you want to say that, that that's a proof that Shlom Kamoso basically, you know, I don't know if you but the idea is that um, he doesn't own this because, uh, you know, the, the idea is that, that the seller or the person who's giving it over to somebody else um, is, is only acting on the instructions of the person giving it to him. Rabbi says that's no proof from there because they're a when you give him and it's not because you can't be you can't be maktish your your the assets of your children because they have acquired them already on their own, but rather because when you're maktish your assets, you're, you're not thinking about the assets of your wife and children. why does if you there's a there's a if a person maktish everything, does he's thinking about his filling? And if you're Maktish all your assets, you have to assess the value of his phone too. He meant to give his phone also, even though it was he not thinking about it. So you see that it doesn't depend on what your thoughts are. If you gave everything, you gave everything. LMI, why, why isn't your wife's stuff included? Because she acquired it separately. No, yeah, a person doesn't want to give his phone. Right, why? Because the Maktish think he's doing mitzvah. So therefore he's thinking, yes, a mitzvah to give my phone to the base of Mikdash too. That's why his film belonged to the base of Mikdash, where you assess them and he has to borrow money against them and give that money to the base of Mikdash. Right? Um, so it's different because you're in Makdash on the Chassam, you meant even to give your Tfilin. But but a person doesn't want to give his wife and children's clothing away because of uh, it'll cause fighting in the family. You can't, if you want to give your own stuff on, but you can't give them. So maybe it's not because, you know, whoever gave them. Whoever dyed the clothes for them, or whoever made the shoes for them, or whatever meant to give it to them, simply because your das is not to give it, and not to give your your family's assets to the base of Two different cases. Which which two? One is when he's makdish the right the clothes, right, and one is he's makdish the value of the clothes. No, no. So so okay. So uh, and uh, that that's a good point. But here he didn't say that. He said kol makdish the chosim his actual assets. He's makdish the chosim. In the case of the tefillin, we 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 can like he's poted the tefillin for money, borrows money, and he's poted the tefillin, but he has to give this you know, get the same thing. And and you could argue, or you could argue, even if he has to give the value, but the only way he's going to get the value is by selling them. So either way, they get they, they get taken away. But in the case of the fa- family, but the point: why aren't your family's assets included? Is it because when you acquire them? The, uh, the person who sold them to you actually gave it to the wife and children, or it's because you weren't thinking about it. We're saying because you weren't thinking about them, you're not thinking about including them. Maskul Ravoshia, Erechen. What about Chaybe Erechen? Well, you're giving your own asset, your, your own value, Shanukan. So we, we take a pledge from him. If he doesn't give the 60 shekels or whatever, you take it away from him. Is that what you're thinking? Would a person want to do that? So it doesn't depend on, in other words, it doesn't necessarily depend on his das, because if it's on his das, a person wasn't thinking that they're going to, wasn't, didn't have in mind that they should take a pledge from him if he can't pay right now. When you're maktish your assets, it's as if 
you meant to give your your wife and children's assets away before you went to do that. That's why it doesn't work over. That's the that's the spar for it over here. So it's not necessarily a proof to the original idea. The original idea was that if I sell, tell the guy to buy feet and then he buys feet and he's doing my shlichas and therefore I acquired it. But if I told him to buy wheat and he bought barley or vice versa, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the shinu is not kona. So, but he was still was Mishana, so he's not doing the shlicha. So, how does the original owner get to keep half of the profits in it? He doesn't own it really. That was the point that they, they raised against Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, so so it's maybe not necessarily a proof from this case of being Maktishunachasim to this concept, but that but the concept still is there that if I tell somebody to buy wheat and he buys wheat, he's doing my bidding, and therefore it's like I did it. Listen to this case. I bought a field in somebody else's name. Somebody else's name. I, I meant to buy it for myself, but I put it in somebody else's name. You can't force the other guy to sell it to him, so to speak, to give him another star that, that, that's written over to him. In other words, uh, Reuben is buying a field and from, let's say, let's say, let's, let's call it a Lokeach and a Moker. Lokeach is buying a field from a Moker, but he says, put it in Yankel's name. I want it in Yankel's name. Can you now force Yankel to give him another star to give it back to him? Now, we'll see what's the case in a minute. We're going to explain the case. And he said, I'm only buying it on the condition that he's going to give me such a star. Then you can force him to sell. Meaning, <clears throat> the Mocher sold it to Lokeach. The Lokeach gave him money. The Mocher gave it to him. But can you force the other person, Yankel, to give him a star that effectively says that he sold it to, to the Lokeach to really put up the money? My cumber, what is this weird case? Sometimes you buy a field in the name of the king, the exilarch, the, 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 the top the top ancho. Never ask why, because if people know it's the Reish Galusas, they won't they won't you know contest it. They'll say, Oh, you're not gonna start up with him. So sometimes you wanna you wanna buy something, you want it in the, oh you know, I have the president's uh pardon? <laughs> why he's exempt from taxes? No, you sell it in somebody's name, you don't get taxed on that property. Right? He's not selling, he's buying it now. He's buying it to keep. He's buying it to keep. And uh, yeah, so the other guy will have to pay taxes. That's what you're saying. No, no, he's not talking about that. You know, the Gemara is the head tax, not the Gemara that we have anyway. But um, so, once again, Michael, again, the Lokech bought a field from the Mocher, bought it for himself, but he put it in the name of the, of the Reish Galusa. You don't force the Reish Galusa. <clears throat> you can't force the Reish Galusa now to turn around and sell him a document. In other words, what is he doing this for? I want a document that the Reish Galusa bought it, so nobody will fight me with it. But I want Reish Galusa also to give me a document that he sold it to me, so there's no fights, you know, in case uh, I die or the Reish Galusa dies or the children will come and say, hey, that's their field. So you can't force them unless that was the original, the original deal. Now, even if it's the original deal, you might say, what does Rosh Galus have to do with this, right? Because I'm not writing any documents. What, what are you getting me involved for? We'll get to that. The Imam Ramanaskin, again, Rosh Galus ain't coping with Rosh You can't force Rosh Galus up. The Imam Ramanaskin, if you tell him Almanas, if you say Almanas, then coping with Rosh Galus, and then you force Rosh Galus to sell it back to him. But he really bought it for himself. He just wanted it. He wanted some strength. He wanted to have a cushion in there and say, look, you know, somebody else, look, look who it belongs to. Omar Let's understand. You bought the field in the name of Reish Galusa. You can't force the Reish Galusa to sell it back to him. I mean, he really bought it for himself, but you can't force the Reish Galusa to write a document selling it to him. It's much for the woe that he really bought it. 
that who bought it? That the Lokech bought it. What happened? The Lokech goes to the to the, the Mokher and says, I'm buying a field for the Reish Galusa. Okay? So he says, you know what? You can't force the Reish Galusa to write him another document. Because Reish Galusa could say, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get involved. Unless that was the original contention. We'll see. That also doesn't make sense. Even if you made that part of the deal, why should the Reish Galusa listen to that? Okay, but the idea is, is that the Lokech actually bought it, though. Even though he said it, he bought it for himself. He acquires it, even though he bought it, apparently, in the name of the Exolog. How did he acquire it, then? If, he's, if he goes to him, he says, I'm buying this for the president. So, so the guy's selling it to the president. He's not selling it to him. How did he acquire it? This disagrees with the name of that we said before. We said before, according to the way Rabbi Yochanan interprets the second b'risa, that it goes according to Rabbi Yehuda, that what that he didn't follow his instructions, but yet the shliach is not kona. So how did the uh, balabais inquire? If he's not a shliach for him, again the the, the balabais was sent a thousand dollars with the shliach, and he bought barley instead of wheat, right? So he said over there that if there's profits, they split it. If there's a loss, then the uh, shliach has to take the loss. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the shliach doesn't acquire it, but he didn't also do his shliachas. So how did he? If he didn't do his shliach, how did the mashaleach acquire it? That's what they said. The neighbor of us said, Who told the, the seller of the wheat? Said he should give the chitna of bias. The bias wasn't available. Over here also, why do you say over here the hard this disagrees with you? Because here you said that when you bought a field for the exilarch, you get to keep it. His only issue is you can't force maybe the exilarch to, to, to give you a document that it really belongs to you, that he sold it to you. But you really have you acquired it. If you told the mocher, you told the seller, Lokech told the seller, I'm buying it for the Exelarch. So how did he acquire it? How did he acquire it? The Mocher didn't sell it to, did it to Lokech. He sold it for the Exelarch. Uh, so Chardis disagrees with whatever Rav who said, who told him to do it's mashma? You don't have to tell him. He told the Baal He told the owner. Lokech goes to the owner and said, listen, I'm buying a field for myself. But let's put down that I'm selling it. You're selling it to the Exelarch. Tell it to him so... People won't fight with me over this piece of land. I'll say that belongs to the Exelarch. They won't fight with me. Go and don't worry about it. He let the Balsada know. We didn't say he let the witnesses know too. There were witnesses that saw the transaction take place and signed on it. He let them know. So that's not a kasha. He says, How did, how did the Lokech acquire it? Didn't he buy it for the Exelarch? Like, no, no, no. He told them, I'm buying it for me. Just put down the Exelarch. Elaine Safer. This is how you should ask the kasha. So that's not a Elaine Safer. Um, but the argument that Bene Morava had maybe is a good argument. If the shliach is not doing the, the bidding of the mishaleach, how did the mishaleach acquire it? Here's the kasha. If he says, I'm buying it for the exlark on the condition that the exlark will give me another document, you know, saying that it really is mine, that he's selling it to me. I'm buying it from you. You're getting your money. You're happy. But the, the document that you're giving me says that you're selling it to the exlark. But I'm buying it on the condition the exlark is then going to tell me the reshkulus is then going to write another document to me. Why should get involved? I don't want your compliments. I don't want your compliments that you're giving me a piece of land. And I also don't want your insults that I'm now a, a real estate broker over here. You know, I'm an important man. Don't tell me, don't call me a real estate tycoon. <coughs> so what do I get involved with here? Why we if I bought the field. When the ex like buying on the condition, if I buy it on the condition that the Reish Galusa has to give me a document, then he has to give it. Why does he have to give it? To you? What do you want to give me? A, if somebody buys a field in, in my name and says, by the way, give me another document. I don't have to get involved. You buy a field in the guy's name, in the ex name, 
He can't force, in other words, he wants two, he wants two, there was these, he wants two documents. I want two, two uh, I'm buying a field from you. I want two, uh, bill, bill, can you give me two invoices? One that it's written to the ex-lark's name, the ex-lark's name, so they'll buy, and give me another document that it's written over to me so that 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 the rescuers actually won't won't take it away, won't confiscate it from me. You know, give me two documents, you know. So right, right. He wants both. He wants one just a fake, just to show that people say, uh, oh, it's he's like, but he wants the real one for himself. He can't say after, oh, I bought it, he, he, bought, he buys it for the, for, in the name of the XLR, he buys it in his name, tells him it's really for me, but buying the Rechelusa, then afterwards, he says, by the way, give me another, after he's the deal, he says, give me another document that it's written to me. Can't force him to do that. If he said, I'm an ass, if he says, I'm only buying it on a condition that I get two bills of sale, one for him, a fake. Just that it should be, they shouldn't fight with me. Then you would force him to do it. If he said, if he bought it on that condition. Now the Gemara is going to ask a little bit more. Isn't it obvious? I think, you know, you know it, it, we'll, we'll talk about more of this case tomorrow. We'll start from the top because we have to stop here now. But that's the case over here. So what's the final case is this. He goes to a guy, he goes to the local goes to says, I want to buy the field for myself. But please put it in the name of the of the Grace uh, Galusa, okay? And then afterwards, but it's for me. Then afterwards, he says, by the way, can you give me another document, another bill of sale, you know, like saying that it's mine? Doesn't have to listen to him. But if he tells originally, he says, listen, I'm buying it under the condition that you give me one fake bill of sale that it's not like, and one for me, then you can force him to do it. Otherwise, it's not a very, it's not a good sale. All right, we'll pick it up from Omar Mark tomorrow, continuing just explaining the last details of this case. Third line tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Um, so I'm just going to focus off.